Welcome to the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, where we tell Alaskans what to put in their box at Alaska's comic book shop. I always wished I could do something better than comics, but there didn't seem to be anything. This is the Ages Comics of Alaska podcast, and now your hosts, Lou and Amy Joe. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Lou from Aegis Comics of Alaska, Alaska's comic book shop, and this is Heroes Without Capes, the podcast. I've got my boy Clarence uh, waiting in the green room. I'm going to bring him on here in just a sec, but I just wanted to let you guys know that today's going to be a good show. Uh, this is my brother who I got on here, but uh, before we get started, we got to pay the bills, man. So the way we pay the bills is with our sponsorship information. And our sponsor this week is Popple. Now, Popple is the alternative to business cards, right? So 96% of business cards get tossed. So why waste your money on paper business cards when you can get the digital joints right here, man? So the Popple, it allows you to electronically transfer your contact information, your links to your socials, everything from your phone to their phone, or you can have like a little digital card or a little keychain. They have all kinds of fobs, all kinds of stuff at Popple. And basically it allows you to connect with people without spending money on business cards anymore. Cause you know what happens, you get your business card, you turn around and then you get a promotion or you change a phone number or an address or you want to update that photo because you're, you're not trying to catfish people anymore. So you turn around and you get this popple, man. And what's really dope is that you get to put your contact information directly on their phone. So as soon as you beam it over to them, they turn around. If they accept, it immediately goes into their contacts and you're on their phone. You're in their thoughts, man. You're in there. They can't pick their teeth with this. This is all good to go. And if you use our code today, Heroes AK, you get 20% off. That's Heroes AK. The link is in the bio. So let me bring on my boy here. And this is my buddy Clarence. Hold on. Let me bring you on here. Right. What's going on, man? What it do? Same old. How's it going in Selwick right now? Starting to get cold, and I love the cold. That means no bugs, man. No (laughs) bugs. I keep forgetting because you got the river right there. Yeah, I just got a boat, too. So my dad gave me a $10,000 boat. Love it, man. It barely uses gas. And I have a friend that takes care of it and watches over it. So it's all right. I love it here. Damn. Selwick is... There's about 1,200 to 1,100 people here. What? It, yeah, it. It blew up. I did, um, yeah, it went up. Um, there's a lot of new, all the kids that are, that were kids, they're adults now and they're having kids. Oh. I would literally watch them grow up, like, and now I'm the old one. It, it was me that was young, and now it's it's crazy. You're the elder now. <laughs> we we go put you on the elders council now. You almost there? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get used to the white. I wasn't I wasn't used to it. Oh, the gray yeah, on your hair. Huh? 
The, the the gray on the beard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the club, bro. Gray. Welcome to the club. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't notice it till I woke up, and Carolyn's like, "Look, look, you, you got some white hair. You got some knowledge." <laughs> <laughs> so we met in two thousand nine. When the population of Selawick, which is uh, up in the Northwest Arctic Borough, for our listeners that don't know, so Selawick is uh, in the Kotzebue region. Uh, it is uh, the largest village in the Northwest Arctic Borough with a population at the time was 900, but now you're saying it's 1,200. And yeah, that makes sense because all the kids have grown up and they have kids now and a lot of them have stayed. Uh, we met in 2009. I got introduced to you by uh, Trooper Chris Long. Because uh, I had taken over as the oversight trooper. Do you remember that? Right. I remember that like like it was yesterday. I was walking. Um, I wasn't in uniform. I never had a uniform till 2010. Or was it 2011? I can't remember. But I was walking to the station. And I was re- getting ready to go to work. And Chris introduced us. It was like like it was yesterday, man. It was It was a beautiful day out. And... And it it calmed down drastically, like it was um, like the wild, wild west. It was no law. And from 2009 to 2012, it really calmed down. Like it was so bad. It was just people driving drunk, people fighting out in the open. It's not like that no more. It's uh, it changed. Um, well, that was thanks yeah, to you. Now, oh yeah, I, I made a good foundation to where VPOs are are respected. It's, it's um, there's there's a few of them that that take their power too much and just to me, it's not a power. I'm I'm trying to help people, and and last year I finally got back to work, and this was 2021, and COVID was going on, so I had to. I had to drag intoxic people, intoxicated people home that had COVID and I had to literally pick them up and tell them to stay inside. And, and I'd get, my paycheck was crazy. I went back to work and I'm like, yo, you guys overpaid me. And they're like, no, this is hazard pay. Wow. And I was like, really? I, I don't get hazard pay at being a VPO. I was like, I'm switching right now. Sign me up. I'm doing this. (laughs) So uh, for our listeners that don't know, VPO is village police officer. And um, we can't, as troopers, troopers cannot do their jobs without a VPO in the village. And I remember when I landed there, it was the Wild West. And uh, uh, it was. They dropped me off there by myself, and uh, uh, all of a sudden, we were, uh, uh, I was the Puerto Rican Lone Ranger, and you were Tonto, but uh, 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 at some points, I feel like we were more like the Green Hornet and Cato sometimes, man. <laughs> Those were the days. Those were the days, and we were on National Geographic, and I, I, I really Fight tried Club. not to get on camera. <laughs> fight club i really tried but but they caught me they caught me twice and i'm like oh man i'm in there now <laughs> yeah, they, they, it was crazy but fight club was um 
it's it's still huge. Um, it's on YouTube. You can look it up. But yeah, they're like, yeah, there's uh one of my cousins that was running it, and after that, it it, it got shut down. Like nothing, yeah, we no sh- more uh, Fight uh, Club after that. Well, we we went and talked to him, and then uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It was his uh-huh. mom. It was his his mom or his grandmother, right, or something like that, that got him to really to knock it off, right? It was his family. Correct me it, if I'm wrong. It, it was his auntie. That, his, his mom passed away um, in 2007, so it was it was his auntie that uh, told him not to keep going like that because you're gonna get in trouble. He was gonna get in trouble if he kept doing that. And it was wild. And I remember that that when you came around, it was just like me and you. I remember that. That was those were the days. I gotta ask. I, I I gotta ask you for the for the audience, man. You still got that Tillamook cheese? Uh-huh. <laughs> the Tillamook cheese? <laughs> remember the cheese? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah remember no. we went we went on that call and there was uh-huh. uh there was a uh this girl that got drunk and she had bit her baby and i i needed Ooh. to take a picture of her teeth and you were like yo i got that tillamook cheese remember <laughs> you, were, you were like we can have her bite the cheese I, and I take know. the mold of her teeth <laughs> yeah i remember that i remember that <laughs> I don't know how I came up with that. It's just it was oh. like a, a story about um what was it unsolved mysteries and a dude bit uh, a piece of cheese and it left the mold of his teeth. Oh. And that's where I got that idea. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. I remember did you bite the cheese? No, I no. Remember, I told you, I told you no, and you, you, you were like, "Hey, man, don't worry, I won't charge you for it. I got a brand new block of it." <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of it. We had a lot of that cheese. Yeah, this, this is um. They were giving this stuff out. It was uh about to expire, so they were just handing them out. Oh it, my god! We haven't had cheese like that in a long time because it. Everything here is um, it's good, but once it's expensive, no one's going. And yeah, so they were just giving it out because it was way too expensive. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Hey, hold on one sec, because I'm gonna uh, 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 I'm gonna bring up that uh, Fight Club video real quick, man. Check this out. Hold on, let me. uh, Oh, here, let me bring it up here real quick. Let me see if I can. uh, Okay, here it is right here. Check this out. Oh, yeah, this. Oh, oh, I was holding the mic. Yeah, I remember. We're going to a, a residence that's actually been on YouTube. It's uh, a residence belongs to a, a Mr. Percy Clark. He hosts a lot of fight club parties there and. It's all on YouTube. Got to make sure that uh, there's no juveniles there doing anything illegal or in possession of anything illegal. And make sure that they're not running any more illegal fights in uh, in his home right now. I was in that light. I didn't want to the camera. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who's in here right now? Just here? Just 
Yeah. Oh, for I real? I want to be on camera, so I held the light wherever the camera. Oh, okay. I remember that. This is a house. <laughs> Uh, living room, there's the arena for the Fight Club. Everything's getting pushed in one way, um, but it's all canceled and closed now. Wow. This is it. This is it. Smell this fight video. Club. Yeah. Let's go 10 more seconds. Oh, Oh, they put them I mean, I mean, we're not gonna say any names, but correct me if I'm wrong. That girl in no, that I video didn't. was like, uh, um, she was twelve. She was twelve fighting like a thirty-year-old, right? She was twelve fighting a twenty-eight-year-old. Wow. Yeah, no, and the, that, correct me. If I'm wrong. I yeah. think she was twenty-nine, thirty. That's right. And, yeah, they're related somehow. And, and, and then they would put the bets. They would write the bets on the wall. Oh, yeah. That, there's um, one of my partners uh, was, was there when they first started. I recorded wow. that, but I deleted it. Um, it was me and my partner for, man, we worked together for four years. Um, wow. I don't know if I could say Earl. You know nah. Earl, remember yeah, Earl? yeah. Oh, Earl. Yeah, man. VPO. Yeah. 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 When we worked, it was like um, we had a like little language thing. Like he'd look at something and point it out. And yeah, that's Earl right there on the picture. Yeah. yeah there Earl. he is. VPO Earl, man. Yeah. Yeah. He had my back. I had his back and he was literally like a brother to me, like a little brother. And I watched him watched over him he watched me and we were always aware of stuff like um if he he didn't let nobody get behind me i didn't let nobody get behind him we took he took care of each other for four years wow and it was legit like um yeah he was like uh he called me up and it's like i need help and that's it i get get dressed and i go straight to where he's at and when both of us are together, it, it was we were unstoppable. And if someone was aggressive towards him, then um, if he's scared, then then he'd be scared for me. I wasn't afraid. I took my fear out. Right. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna be afraid. So, so I'll let him be scared for me. So I had to watch his back. He watched my back. And same thing for if you were around, I'd do the same with, with whenever, whenever anyone's around me, I'd, I'd take, let them take my fear. And so I'm fearless. So I got a, I did a lot of things that, um, like some guys would be aggressive and then, and I'm with someone and, and my fear would be gone and then they want to yell and get all, puff up their chest and it's like mm, they want to fight so i could take off this uniform and we could do this yeah if you want to fight we can we can fight yeah that's because you're that's not armed you you're not armed yeah because you're not armed uh uh and uh yeah the other thing too was that we sent you guys I, I don't think the public understands that you guys are there by yourselves it's just you yeah that's it 
And just, sometimes they don't even pay you. They just call you. Um, yeah, they, we do get paid. We were getting paid um, uh, really good. We're getting uh, 25, at, 25 at the moment. Then the next year we'd get 27. Then the next year we'd get 29. Then this year is 30, $30 an hour. But back then they weren't we paying you, correct? Money. Back then it wasn't that much. It was like uh, 17, right? Um, no, in it was at least 22. Was it? It, it was $22. Yeah. $17 okay. were the, the, for like after your th- three month probation, then, uh... then after that, they'd give you 20. Then I did that for about six years and I was getting, they tried to make, they tried to make someone a police chief. And I was like, uh, I'm not taking orders from anyone. I'm yeah. sorry. You you can't tell me what to do and where to go and how to dress. I mean, I dress respectfully. I uh, my boots are shined, and for him to be like, you got to do this. You got to go arrest this guy because I don't like him. And I was like, that's not how it works. Right. It's like no, this is this is wrong. I was like, yo, this is not the way. I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm out. It's like right. uh, you can do that on your. You know that that's your time. That's not me. So, so I left uh, 2014. Then, on and off from 2014 to 2017, I was. I I worked and I didn't work. Then, yeah, I accidentally shot myself in 2014. Oh damn! No, two thousand was two thousand fifteen. Yeah, I was cleaning my pistol. I was getting ready to go hunt. I cleaned my my uh my snow machine. I filled it up with gas. I cleaned my rifle, and all I had to do was clean my pistol and get ready to go. And I don't know if it was muscle memory. I put my magazine in. I don't know if I did or not. Then I hit the slide, and it went off, and I missed my artery by like uh by like a half an inch. Jesus! And I would have bled out minutes so I, I tourniquet myself and i tried standing up to go downstairs and i called carolyn right away and then the vpso came here then um the health aides came here so they tourniquet tourniqueted more and then when we got to the uh clinic they hit me with morphine right away and i, and I, I got cold then they took the tourniquets off and you ever seen water water come up from the ground yeah yeah that's what uh my blood looked like when they took the tourniquets off so they put that back on hit me with another shot of morphine because they moved my legs and it was like uh broken glass it broke my fibula tibula and my femur it was a bad it i couldn't walk for a year i remember that damn so on and off yeah, it took me till 2018 where I could fully jog. Only ten dollars on Curtis yeah. and Percy. Damn. Damn. Oh yeah, the Fight Club. $10. No, 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 no. I, 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 uh, I clicked off of it, but uh, um, I remember when we got there, they didn't have uniforms yet. 
they never no, uh we never really provided you guys with uh weapons or anything um i think at no. one point we got you pepper spray and a baton and that was after we, we sent you to like a crash course on how the uh on law enforcement but uh um there was no law enforcement there for several years uh the last trooper that had been there yeah. was uh, uh his wife had died i think when that place used to have a post like what like uh in like the 80s or 90s, right? Something like that? Yeah, the 80s. The There's, 80s. Uh, the old, the old uh, department is uh, a house now. The old oh, police really? department is a house. Um, yeah, my dad was a VPO for 10 years, um, 10 to 15 years. And he had, he actually gave me his badge and I used it for about, some some of the times and he, his stories were just amazing like silly like the troopers told them to spill 20 jugs so what my dad did and the other guys did um they spilled it out the window into a bucket oh, so God. they filled that bucket with orange. they didn't go to they didn't go to work for a week He's telling me all these stories that they just wake up, drink again, pass out, wake up, drink again, pass God. out. Mm-mm-mm. They did all. Yeah, they, they spilt it, but it was in a bucket. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they had to arrest a. And, um, it was four of them. They were like maybe like five, two, five, four. And my dad was like maybe five, eight. The other guy was like a five, six, and he was planning, um, he's like, you grab his left arm, you grab his right arm, I'll grab his left leg, you grab his right leg, and you you grab his body. So they all ran into his house and arrested him like that. And to me, that was hilarious. I mean, he tell me all kinds of silly stories of what went on. Why did you become a VPO? Why did you decide to become a VPO? Um, I got here in 2006, and it was bad. It was really bad. Um, there was nothing. There. Someone would call for help on, on a VHF. It's, um, you know the VHFs. Uh, yeah, like the Marine it, Radio. It's a local yeah. uh, unit. So someone would call for help, and, and I got tired of hearing it. No one was responding to that. So I went to the... I went to someone's house and helped out a a friend of mine that passed away last year. He was intoxicated and he was uh, fighting his mom and his sisters and I held him down, but I had a broken rib. I, I think I fell on a, fell on a tundra and I, and he need my rib and I couldn't breathe. So I held down and I just laid on him and I was like, calm down, brother. It's like, calm down. And so he calmed down and fell asleep. And I went and I walked back home and I was like, something has to be done. I mean, 2006 and 2007 was bad. 2008, it was getting worse. Um, and my best friend was, uh, he was working. He just came back from uh, Anchorage. I haven't seen him in 20 years and he's my best friend till this day. And you ran into him, um, he was walking to the station during that um that that one oh. where they broke into the native, and they stole all the uh, that they, guy. 
Yeah, they stole all the uh, hand the sanitizer and all the money. They were drinking the yeah. hand sanitizer. Oh. That's how we caught them. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And what was awesome was uh, you made me march them all the way to the airport. We didn't drive them to the... To the um, to the airport with a four wheeler, we marched them. Yep. Yeah, that so that, that was people could see. Brilliant of you. To do that. Yeah, per, that was brilliant for you to do that. You made me march like five dudes <laughs> by myself. <laughs> Any of them could have just ran, but they didn't. That no. was that was pretty. Yeah, that was that was something else. I. I was like, damn. I was like, where'd you get this money from? He's like, uh, my mom gave it to me. I was like, my mom don't even give me two hundred dollars, not even fifty dollars, mm-hmm. let alone a thousand dollars. How money? And so I, then I arrested him for receiving stolen property, and he had about twelve, twelve hundred to eighteen hundred dollars in his pocket, and yeah. another four hundred dollars. And then they found uh, the rest of the money behind someone's house near the people. It was in a... It was in a bag. Yeah, I remember because uh, they they robbed the native store because they knew that the the cash for the dividends had come into town. And I think it was like 75,000 or something like that. Yeah, they they jacked a bunch. It was a lot of money. $200,000. $200,000. That's what it was. And yeah, it was up there. I remember it was a lot of money. 30000 is still unaccountable for. Um, 30000 is still out there somewhere. Oh, it's gone. Um, one of the guys... Yeah. One of the guys went to throw his trash, and he's seeing $100 bills uh, going by him in the wind, and he picked them up followed the uh, trail and he found um was it twenty thousand dollars in a trash bag i remember he gave it back to the uh yeah i remember that that. was wild that was when the the village was wild yeah that was the most people we had in that station at that moment i think it was like six or seven yeah, because uh, uh, we stayed there for a couple of days and we arrested everybody involved in it. I remember that. Every, yeah, that that was dope. I mean, well, we had no choice because uh, 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 we only had a certain amount of time before uh, 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 the planes were going to start coming in and and uh, people were going to be able to leave with uh, with the money. So we had to move quick. I remember that. That was the hardest we ever worked. Yeah, we did. We didn't. I believe. You didn't sleep, and I know I didn't sleep because I didn't sleep for a good 26 hours. And I know you got a little bit of sleep because the eyes of both yeah. of us. And then yeah, it was starting to snow at that tom- at that moment, too. So, yep. Yeah, that was yeah. wild. And yeah, that, that right there was um, a big hit to the population it was um everyone was getting getting their pfds and that was it right there now it's um everybody's paypal and cash app now so it's different so we don't have a lot of cash here so it's all digital currency now oh wow 
Now, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. So, uh, when somebody needs help, back in right. back uh, during our time there, they it was VHF, or they had to call a phone number to Kotzebue, uh, right. right? And it's like a long oh. number, right? It was like nine oh seven, da 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 da, right? And uh, uh, yeah, no. Do they have 911 yeah, now? 1 800. 1 800. Damn. I believe so. It was 1 800 789 3222. Then they would contact the trooper. Then the trooper would call me. Then, then tell me what I got to do. And it was just me. And if I don't answer that phone call, I get in trouble. So, mm. so it was always on. And, and sometimes I'd get. Uh, people would call and then say they need help, and it would be like, "Oh, you you have a cigarette?" And I was like, "Why'd you call for help?" And mm. you just want a cigarette and nothing wrong. And I was like, "I was like, okay." So I got onto them. Took me a while to figure out that nothing. They didn't really need help. They just called for a cigarette. Like, and then when they called, I was like, "I don't smoke," so. Sorry. Yeah, I quit in 2012. Now, <clears throat> uh, do they have 911 now? I believe so. And I think they shut it down because kids were calling 911 and they didn't know what was going on. And everything got, uh, what is that? They Everyone would get confused because they wouldn't know where the call was coming from so they sh I think they shut it down I'm not sure if it's still working Jesus you know 911 yeah, is everywhere in the nation but they don't give you guys 911 uh -huh. <clears throat> Jacob Butcher and his yeah. boys that run the uh uh <clears throat> for the governor they run the uh the 911 uh, uh uh committee or whatever you want to call it and uh that uh the governor ordered and this cat the only thing he orders 911 for is for his community in Wasilla and the Matsu Valley they don't uh Kenai has 911 all the board members they have 911 but uh there's no uh village representation on that board so you have villages it's 2022 your population has grown by several hundred people now so you're at 1200 people from 900 and you still don't have nine one one, and I'm assuming you yeah. guys don't have nine eight eight either now, uh, which is the suicide uh, hotline, correct? I believe we don't have that. We don't have those. We, so we there's still um, Title Forty Seven. Uh, we do the Title Forty Seven. Uh, it's like a 70, 72 hour hold, um, suicide watch, and we'll bring them in, get them evaluated. Three days later, they set them free. Then a week goes by, then rinse and repeat. Damn. Till the person eventually goes through with it. And it's sad. Um, I try to talk to them. I saved um, at least seven or eight people that needed to talk to a person. And while I'm a wreck myself, so I had to at least give them some hope. I was a wreck. I couldn't sleep. It was, um, 
when I did sleep, I had to uh, exhaust myself to go to sleep. And it was like that for years. And I, and I got, I'm recovering from PTSD from not sleeping. I lost uh, two weeks of my life. I just wandered around and I lost four, 40 pounds. I was 200 pounds and my clothes looked small or huge on me. Like they were baggy and I lost the, that much weight. And it was, I believe it was uh, 2012, 2011. That's when I finally broke. Well, you had been responding yeah. to calls that not even troopers go to because correct me if I'm wrong. And right. I want you to. I want you to correct me if I'm saying anything wrong. <clears throat> the way it's supposed to work is that anything that's a felony and uh uh-huh. period is supposed to be a trooper responding, like a domestic violence call, a uh anything with guns that should be or weapons, a trooper's supposed to respond. Suicides, right. murders, sexual assaults. That's supposed to be a trooper right. response, but that's not what happens. They call you. No, they're, yeah, they call. My phone was always on, and once I go to sleep or get off work, um, my phone would ring. So that's when I wouldn't get any sleep, and I'd go back to work for another eight hours, come back home. As soon as I'm about to go to sleep, another something ha- something else goes on and the lack of sleep was just it was taking a toll on my mental health and my my health total like um it was um what's that it's like always always on and and you got to answer um if you don't answer um it's either i'm asleep or just too exhausted to even answer like when I'm out cold, when I didn't sleep for three days or something like that, then that's the only time I don't answer. Then, then they'll call me up on my personal phone. It's like, you okay? It was like, no, I finally got some sleep in three days. And so I'm going back to work. Then I go back to, then it just was always going like that. But, but it paid the bills and it was good money. Um, I was making twenty twenty six dollars then once Carolyn started making twenty eight dollars, I was like, "Okay, I can stay home now. I don't have to work." So I, I was like, "Okay, um, I'm staying home and just watching the kids and raise my kids and be here for them." And then they're like, "Why, why don't you come back to work?" I was like, "Carolyn's making more money than me, and that's the better option." And now she's making thirty two dollars an hour. And that's higher than what I was making last year because I was making $30 an hour just doing um, COVID security. And Ron told me, was like, um, he's like, why don't you go back to work? I was like, um, once I get off work, I'm off of work. I don't have to answer a phone call. I am sleeping. And that's what I like about it. And, and my boss was cool, like legit. It's like um, if you have to drag somebody in their house because they have COVID and they're at risk, putting people at risk, you can literally just drag them and pick them up and throw them in their house and tell them not to leave. 
if they're intoxicated and if they go out again we throw them in the in this jail cell because they have covid and and i was getting hazard pay for that damn and it was That's crazy yeah it was legit yeah ron's like um yeah Who's Ron? Like the once trooper? I'm off of work. Is, is Ron the trooper? Yeah, Monogold. Yeah, Remember Monogold? Oh, yeah, my man. My man never so, responded. My, uh, you know, I like him, but you know, he started off I like a really him. hardcore trooper, yeah. and he got. I think he just got burned out. You know, because uh, my man yeah. never. He didn't want to bust a grape, voice. man. He didn't like responding to calls. He did not like going to the village. No. He's got a good sense of humor, or oh yeah, dark sense of humor, which is hilarious. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I was talking to him for I talked to him last year, and he's like, "Yeah, just come back to work, and we miss you." I was like, "Yeah, because he needs you to do all his job for him." <laughs> yeah, I got tired. I was I got burnt out, literally stressed. It's like, oh man, this is not good. I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, he's making almost two hundred thousand a year. He can he could come to the village. He can come work. He could work. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did come to the village a few times. I talked to him for a little bit here, here and there. And um, the other guy, this uh, I can't say his name. Um, he went on the ice and he wanted to commit suicide. And and I picked him up. And this other lady ran, got to him that got him off the ice. I got him on the four wheeler, and I put my I took my jacket off and put put it on him, warm him up. Got him to the station. Um, since he's a minor, I couldn't put any handcuffs on him or, or arrest him, but but do a Title Forty Seven, and I had to talk to the state troopers. And he had COVID too, so I got I got hazard pay for that. So I had to um, mm. what's that? I had to transport him to Cotsabue to to the um, what's that? To the hospital. Then they're they're like, you got to watch him. We paid your fare, and I was like, you didn't pay my fare. I had to transport a prisoner as well. The state paid my fare, mm-hmm. so you guys got to watch him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that's like, crazy how they do that. Yeah, they're, they're telling me to watch this person, and I had to transport a prisoner with with him. But they were separated; they weren't like in. Um, they didn't even get to see what was going on. I had I had the prisoner with me, and I had him with me as well. So I had to. I was getting paid from the city and the IRA. So I was I was double dipping, which is all, all right. right. Like, yeah, so. They're like, yeah, you're supposed to watch him, and I'm like, uh, I haven't slept in like 24 hours. I have a prisoner that the state uh, paid me to bring to to Kotzebue Jail, and I had to bring him to the uh, the hospital. So I first I bring bring the guy to the uh, jail, then I brought him to the hospital, and they're like demanding me to stay there and i was like no i gotta go back home i haven't slept in 24 hours and they're like you're not on this flight and i was like i'm just i just missed it by like a minute and i was like okay like all right calm down i gotta calm down i can't just go off on this people yeah i was like oh 
It's like, all right, fine. You win. It's like, I'm just going to go to sleep on the couch. So I fell asleep and for, what was it? From eight o'clock to two o'clock, I slept. Is that at the airport? Yeah, that's like at the airport. Uh, we slept on the couches at Bering Air. Wow. And that was, yeah, that was wild. And and no trooper, the troopers didn't they, uh, house you or anything? Um, I was just there for a couple hours. I wasn't going to be staying the night. Okay. Um, so they didn't, they had me on the flight back right away. Um, it was a medevac yeah. flight, I believe. And no, it wasn't a medevac, it was just a regular flight. The second one was a medevac flight. We had, a uh, two days later, another guy tried to go on the ice. And we had to tackle him. He actually fell through, and we had to warm him up. And now, when they go on the ice, it's because they're trying to commit suicide, if I recall back uh, back then. Yeah, they, they, yeah. that's uh, uh, a lot of them would even claim that they they felt like they were being called out to the ice. If if I remember correctly, I remember some people saying that uh, they could actually hear people telling them to go out there, and because guys are just right. going through really bad stuff. How many suicides? have happened this year alone in Selowick that you um, know of? None. How many? None. Um, How many one, attempts? One? one? One actually committed suicide. She was on the VHF. Um, I knew she, I wasn't working at the time. She was, um, she said she threatened to shoot people and shoot herself on the VHF. And everybody's hearing this. And some little kid recorded her voice and played it back. And then 20 minutes later, she got quiet and her husband thought she walked outside and he found her hanging. And that was really sad. I mean, uh, she, she didn't get no help at all. It was just her mental health was really bad. Did they, uh, uh, yeah. did anybody call troopers for that? Yes, they did. Um, uh, they, she was uh, the rigor mortis was already. She was in a boiler room, and the rigor already went through, and she was already swollen up. It was it was sad. No, but when she called, yeah. when she called on the VHF, did somebody call the uh -huh. troopers? No. Um, since she was threatening to shoot people, um, no one responded. Yeah, she had a. She had so, a so the troopers didn't know that she threatened that she threatened to shoot people. The troopers didn't know about it. I believe they. Someone called them. Um, I wasn't working, and I was doing laundry, I believe. And that was just a sad day. I mean, I knew I was listening on the VHF, and I knew it, she's gonna follow through it. And I, I couldn't go there because she was threatening to shoot people on sight. Isn't there a trooper that lives in, that, in the village right now, or or not then? He was, um, he wasn't here at the moment. Um, it was his uh his two weeks off, two weeks on, two weeks off, and he wasn't here at the moment. And that was pretty scary that he that she was threatening to shoot people, and there was a a cousin of mine. It's like he almost this dude almost got shot. I was like, wow. 
it was something else. It it was really scary. Like um, she said she's gonna shoot someone, then shoot herself. But that's not how it played out. Everyone um, the the town went on lockdown because of that. There was uh, no school. There was the school was on lockdown. The stores were closed. The clinic was closed, and then the neighbors, when she got quiet, and they, then they went to went to and found found her. It was pretty sad. I feel like uh, yeah, the suicide. Go ahead. I, I feel like things haven't changed in some ways, you know, and. I remember, was it 2009 or 2010? Remember when that dude threatened to shoot me? And uh, uh, it was just uh-huh. me, you, and the two ATF guys hunting this dude right. down. And then we had to put that school on lockdown. We put, well, hell, we ended up putting the entire region on lockdown because he kept, the dude kept driving between Norvik and uh, Kayana on snow, uh, on the on yeah. snow go. And then he kept the, uh, um, he was stealing gas and all kinds of stuff. He'd come into Selawick and all kinds of crazy stuff. But I remember even then, man, they we couldn't get help. Uh, I ended up having to, uh, I called those two federal agents to come help me because uh, uh, the department under budget, they wouldn't send people. And it drives me nuts that uh, uh, here we are, we 2022, we keep promising and uh, actually, the feds gave the department a bunch of money to hire more troopers, and they still haven't put any troopers uh, or enough troopers in that region to protect you guys. And it, it pisses me off. It also pisses me off that you guys don't have 911 or E911 yet. Right. I believe it's up. I'm not sure. It's up, but then they can't locate you. Mm. That That's the hard Because we're, we're in... Um... We're in a secluded place, and it's hard to find people. Um, if, if if a person goes out boating and they get lost and they call, they, they it's hard to find that person. Once we f- we'll send out like a search and rescue, then and we'll find them like two three days later. He ran out of gas, or he had a, a machine problems, and so every time you go out, it's always a risk. Um, so talk me through talk me through this real quick for the audience that doesn't know uh let's talk 2009 first and then let's talk now 2009 okay 2009 you Uh, need help your we'll say your neighbor needs help uh somebody is hurting somebody else in the house they're fighting how does somebody right. call for help back in 2009? How does that work? They call on the VHF, and once I hear that, I go straight to there and stop everything. I shut it down. I was um pretty agile. It was 29, 2009, so I was about 240, 230, 230 pounds, and if they were fighting, I would protect whoever was whoever was getting hurt and to me that was like a mental strain um i was uh fearless so just whoever's there like like i said i'll put my fear on them and they'd be scared for me so i would 
be fearless. And I don't know, it was just something that I had to do. Like I had to stop it. I mean, it, this had to stop. And I tell talk to the person who got hurt. Like, if you don't leave, it's just going to get worse. And eventually they split up and then they change and then they find someone else and they get better and they find better people and they move on. And it's 2009 was pretty rough. My VHF was on, my phone was always on and I don't know. It's, it was just like, at a snap my fingers and boom, go. That's it. You got to go there, then go help this person. This person's in need of help. And it was, it was pretty stressful. It was just me. There was two other guys with me, but they, they didn't show up. They were just getting paid. And it was pretty bad. What was the worst call you ever went on? The worst one. Um, this uh, this one guy just started savagely beat his brother, and he had about eight, eight or nine gashes on his head. And his brother, if if it wasn't for his mom, he would have bled out and died that day. So we got him to the uh, to the clinic, and they had got him an IV. He had about maybe eight or nine gashes, and he was the oldest brother. Then he was washing his brother's uh, bloody clothes and trying to get rid of that. And what messed what messed it up was um, they they had court. They didn't give me a heads up, and I didn't look at my notes, and I was half awake. And because of that, he got set set free. Because I didn't recall what what time um, I got the initial call, and so on that he got set free, which upset me. And but I didn't have any hard feelings towards him or anything. I just let it go. I was like, that's how it is. That's the guy who beat the brother with the skeg. The piece of the skeg from the ski? Yeah. Skeg. Where they the thought guy... it was, um... Yeah, they thought it was uh, fireworks, and they didn't want to put it on the plane. And I had to pull it out and show them. And I was like, look, it's a, it's a piece of metal. It's not fireworks. He's like, okay. So I was like, so I put the tape on it. And that's when I, we were drying. I remember you and me were drying out the, the clothes and everything the yep. bloody clothes and yeah, I had the recorder and you're getting the recorder for me. Cause it, it couldn't, um, it couldn't move it to like a file. Then, then you gave me a, a better one, a better recorder. And I still got it. Oh, wow. And that thing rocks, bro. It's still, I, I carry it all the time. Like, um, I, I remember, I remember that that dude, the victim actually defecated, like legit, like pooped in uh, where he was being assaulted. And that's what was supposed to make it essentially an attempted murder because you don't, 
when your body evacuates like that, that's when essentially that's right before yeah. you die. Your body right. Remember right. we had that conversation. Man, they, you just reminded me of that one. Holy crap. Yeah. And they were I brothers. I remember it. that. I just remember that they were brothers. I remember that. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I had to take the pictures of the the blood spatter where he where he tried to hide the uh the the weapon. And That's right. I yeah, I interviewed and talked to him and the troopers and then you got involved and then you took over that then and, and they just called me in court and he got he got off got free. It's not on yeah. this record and on that one little mistake that I made, I was half awake and I, they, they asked me when, um, when did I get the call? And then they like, uh, what's that? They removed my evidence from the case. I forgot what it's called. Yeah. The evidentiary um, hearing, but that's not your fault, man. That's not, the, 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 uh, district attorney should have done a better job of uh, fighting for that. Right. Um, yeah, they, 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 there's right. that stuff happens all the time, and the DA could have explained that, especially uh, level of training and everything else. You know, they can't expect you, you know, to to have all that dialed in. And they're supposed to take into consideration your your physical situation at the time. You know that you're you you know you're sleep deprived and everything else. The DA should have taken care of that. So don't you dare blame yourself for that, man. You, uh, I remember you did a really good job on that. So. I, yeah, I'm super proud of you, bro. Like, uh, you're my hero. You, you do what other cops in the nation would never do. And right. you respond to stuff that other cops in the nation would never do. There's cops right now. I know that they're making almost 200 grand a year and don't work as hard as you do. Even to this day, right. your, your body's hurting and everything else. And you're still, you're still, you're still calling this stuff. I, I thought you were retired, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, but there's it's getting, it, it started getting bad. But then my nephew, my nephew's a VPO now and oh, wow. my cousin's a VPO. Now. So I don't have to do that. Um, he's uh, 19 and I gave him an AR 10 for his graduation. And now he took over. He's taken over. Um, his mom was a VPO, and now he he's a VPO, and that's pretty cool. He's doing um my my night shift. Um, wow. it doesn't matter. It I'm always stuck on night shift, no matter what. I can never get day shift for nothing. They always put me on night shift. I request day shift. They're like, nope, you gotta work nights. And it's like, come on. It's like, give me a break. Let me get, let me have the easy job for once. And they're mm. like, it's not easy. I was like, yes, it is. Look, look, just driving around. He's having fun and talking to people. I don't talk to nobody. All I got to do is with the violent crimes. I'm always having to go into the, all the bad stuff. And it's always the person that um, has the less training that does the day job. And... Like, um, if I go into a situation, I have to put my recorder on date and time, um, location and, the 
the people that I'm responding to, I say their names and and I'm a recorder, then get there, then then it's like uh what, what I forgot what you told me. Your mic is hot. That's, that's what yeah, you'd say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My mic is Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I remember yeah, you'd say some wild stuff, man. I'd have to tell you, yo, man, Mike, the mic is hot. <laughs> okay. Hey, do you remember you remember that day where uh we were doing patrol, we were looking for people with warrants. It was at night and right. um I was following you on your snow go and I had the uh I was towing Earl. Oh, they- and when Earl got attacked by all those dogs, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we got down to the yeah. river, we got down to the uh-huh. river, and I remember uh, uh, we were laughing, howling, laughing, because uh, uh, all I heard was Earl screaming, Adi, 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 go, go, go. <laughs> He's oh, like- <laughs> Earl. Earl is, I oh, don't know, I love him to death. He's my brother. Um, you also. We were just. I don't know. I looked at looked up. He was as like an older brother, and Earl was like a little brother. So. Yep. I took. We all took care of each other. So that was awesome. I loved it. I do remember that, that was, the. Remember the elders called up. The elders called up and, and yep. complained that, uh, hey, we think there was a bunch of drunks by the river laughing and, and making a lot of noise last night. And it was us because we were laughing so loud. <laughs> that was wild. He was getting, yeah. He was getting chopped up by us. them dogs. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I carry now. I carry in. Whenever someone calls me, I'll go put down a dog. Um, I had to put down uh, a puppy that got ran over. It was maybe two months old. Damn. Called me up. um, Like, yeah, we got a puppy here that we can't send out to. We don't have a vet or anything that can save this dog. So we just got to put them down. Mm. So I just got this puppy. I gave it some food. And once... I don't know. I felt bad. It's like we can't. I couldn't keep it, and I couldn't nurse it back to health because it was, it got ran over by like a really heavy four wheeler and the ATV. And I kind of felt bad, so then so I had to put it down. And so it, the puppies are the worst that I put down. The dogs, um, if they bite someone and and they're loose, then I got to put them down. Damn. And. Yeah, it's, I remember one time I was a pit bull. I had my two twenty three and it was loose, and and the kids were had to stay in the house. I shot it eight times, and the bullets were just bouncing off its skull. And Jesus. I was shocked. Like this dog is not dying. So it came at me. So I just I, I positioned myself and. Soon as it got close, I hit it dead in the chest, and I hit it on the four more times on the side, then it finally died. And I looked at its skull; it had it had eight holes, um, four in the front and four in the back that that um, ricocheted off its thick skull. Damn! And 
it was a big dog. It was um, it was a big pit bull. It just came straight at me, and I was like, it, it's either me or you, and it's definitely it's, it's that dog because it was coming at me like it was a 140-pound dog, just mean. I mean, as you can see, and one guy called me up was like, is there a war going down there? It's like, no, um, I had to put down this pit bull that wasn't dying. Damn. And these were uh, the soft tips, and and they're supposed to hit hard, but it was just, luckily, it was on the airport side, and it was pointing away from town. Yeah. So all my bullets were, were going into a safe spot, and and I tried putting putting it down, um, like, the easiest way I could, but shooting in its head, but it wasn't. It was bad. It just it was like, oh, this dog was fighting for its life, and but it was still attacking people, so I had to put it down. Damn, Damn. yeah, it, it's wild here. Yeah, I, I got three dogs, German Shepherds. One's uh, I forgot what it what it is. It's um, it's what a mutt, but it's huge, mm. and we named it uh. There's too many shadows there's the uh, there's too many dogs black dogs named shadow so i was like oh, i'm gonna name it onyx because it's it's dark you know black diamond or yeah yeah so uh uh the uh so you're essentially not responding to many calls anymore if at all because uh uh there's new guys now. You got your nephew and stuff right. that are taking up the 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 mantle. Um, have you ever gone and 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 uh, or, or or is there counseling available for the guys? For you and the guys, is there? Uh, um, we I, I I'm getting counseling. Um, I talk talk to a therapist every three months, and I'm recovering. Um. I'm getting the mental health the help that I need. And I talked to him for about an hour and he's, he's a good, he's a good guy that um, helps me. He's a chiefs fan, but you know, he, he's trying to help me. So I put that aside. So we joke around and I'm a Raiders fan, a big time Raiders fan. And we clown on each other. Oh, he's like, a chiefs um, fan. Like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes did good against your Raiders. I was like, yeah, but we beat you. We're the- <laughs> I beat you that year. What happened? And, and I don't know. We go back and forth and just make fun of each other. And so it's, it's a good relationship with the, my therapist. And then they do a good job. Um, That's the counseling that uh, they the, the VPOs get. If they get um too burnt out and yeah, it's it's really good. I like what they're doing. How do they uh, uh how do they go about uh, getting it? So like um they have to request it. I'm assuming. Yes, you have to request it. Um, uh, if you get to a point, uh, your breaking point, and then they will help you. That they'll know. Like in your attitude and the the tone of your voice, 
like you're you seem different like you seem down and that's when i was in a bad spot and talking to them kind of it's someone that i can talk to right besides my uh kids and uh my girlfriend carolyn you know that you know um, yeah, it's someone to talk to is someone different that i could talk to about my problems um Carolyn already knows that I what I go through and she accepts that and I know what she goes through with her mom so at, we're both dealing with um, mental issues and we we're working on it um it's not as bad as 2012 2014 2016 it's not as bad it we're we're partners that agree we don't argue no more that's the good part we agree with each other and that's pretty dope i love it you're like and we work to um we have to compromise um if she has to stay home from work uh then i'll for a long period of time, I'll go back to work. I can just get up and just go there and just sign a few papers and get back to work. It's just as easy. And I still got my uniform. I, I got a vest now, which I use wow. sometime. Yeah, it was a six hundred dollar vest. It paid itself off. Definitely. You had to you had to buy your own vest. Yes, I had to buy it. Um, Safe Life, the uh, $600. It's, it was $500, but it was $100 to ship to Alaska. Hey, that's right, because and, we don't provide you guys with vests. Yeah, and I got to buy the plates, uh, the front plate and the back plate, which is, I could buy them, but like $200 for both of them. They could um, withstand 308s, 223s. Uh, pistol rounds but it's mainly for pistol uh that vest right there but it's for rifles it's you're pretty much uh it'll it'll stop it to a point but it'll still go through but is your nephew is your nephew have a vest does your nephew have a vest or the other vpo no none of them do they no the city doesn't provide them with anything yeah, that's that's the bad part. Um, once they go through training, then like the the training that I that me and Earl went through was uh, that was really really good. Um, it opened a lot of things to um, some cases that uh, I had to arrest the husband when the the wife assaulted the husband and the trooper told me to arrest the husband and I didn't get it. I didn't understand why I had to arrest the husband. I was like, he's the one that got assaulted. Then when I went to training, the wife will assault the husband before she gets assaulted. And it made a lot of sense. Then I was like, Oh, that's why I finally got it. I understood why, why I had to arrest the husband, which was brought light to made me understand and I, I learned a lot more stuff um how to talk to people approach people um like um if is there any weapons in the house and they look towards the weapon and it's like oh 
yeah, there's weapons in the house. Um, is it loaded? And uh, they'd be like, no, it's not. A, like, okay, fine, that's okay. But it's it's crazy here. Every house here has guns. We all have weapons. Some, but the, some but, may but, have but the more VPO, than... but the VPO doesn't carry a weapon, correct? No. Um, uh, you have to get like a, some kind of insurance um, for us to carry, and we got to get the and they don't want to pay for that insurance at all. Mm. So, so we're we um, unarmed. All we got is pepper spray and a baton. The only time I get uh that that I carry is when I get a uh, like a if a dog has rabies or if a dog has to get put down that's the only time I'll get. Mm. and and one call um there was a I think there was a bear or a wolf uh, close to someone's house and I went home got my uh, rifle went to their place. And shot off a few rounds to scare it away. And I went to talk to them, and I was like, "Yeah, I shot at uh, towards it, and then now it's gone. So if it comes back, let me know. Then I'll just put it down." Mm. And that's the only time that we will we'll have weapons is on um, like an animal call. That's the only time. It's sometimes it gets scary. Now like the uh, animal will come in. I'll go ahead. Uh, so, uh, uh, how often is the trooper there? Um, two weeks, two weeks to three weeks at, at the most. Then they go, they go on their um, what's it? Uh, their RDO their rotation. Yeah, yeah. So right now, you only have one trooper assigned to the village. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, we have two. Um. Once the other one leaves, then the other one comes in, and it'll take him like three days to adjust from uh, from where he came to, then to come here. Then takes him three days to adjust to this life and not having like the comfort of your home. You're mm. in a different village, a different town, and and some some of them feel threatened. Like there was one guy that was just felt really threatened here, and I was like, "It's like, yeah, this is not for you. Like, we're not a, we're not bad people. Um, like, the person you're looking for is not a dangerous person, and uh, and you, you're carrying an AR-15 right now, chasing this person down. And I was like, you don't need that. Just, just put it away." I'll go get him. I'll go talk to him and I'll go arrest him. Just calm down. This is not, this might not be for you. He was here for like three days and he left. I forgot his name. Um, mm. yeah, he was, he was not in his, um, element. He was used to, yeah, it was not his, his element. And what you I say? He was, I, I, you said he was used to the city. Yeah, he's used to the city, and he was used to uh, being like around threats a lot. And I was like, "Look, we have weapons here, but we hunt. We don't, we don't shoot at people. Um, 
Unless we mistake you for a caribou or a moose or a bear, <laughs> then we'll shoot at you. I, uh, um, they thought I was a bear. And I, I'm hearing bullets flying past me. I'm like, oh. So I had to pick up my rifle and wave, wave it. And I'm like, quit shooting at me. And they were like, so they were like, Adi, that bear has a rifle. <laughs> yeah, I didn't shot at them. Look, luckily, they're not good shots. <laughs> they were like, away from my head. Luckily, they were not good. And I, I was like, oh, I'm getting shot at now. <laughs> that was that was why. Jesus. And I. I I just got shot at and she's like did you wave your hands and I'm like <laughs> she was not worried about you just did you wave your hand it's like no I'm I'm fine thank you for asking but uh yeah I waved my hands <laughs> and she laughed wow. at it and I to make uh, humor of it in like dangerous situations yeah, I got shot at maybe like six, seven times. Like there was a herd that was running straight at me, and I'm like, oh. And I'm hearing more bullets come my way, and I'm and I got on the VHF, and I was like, you need to quit shooting towards me. And they're like, where are you? And I was like, I'm right in front of you, in my white, in my all whites. You know, remember where I had a, the all yeah, white, the uh, all white the, Under Armour uh, snow jacket. Yeah, yeah, I still got them, and they're covered in blood now. So it's, I just have them just to uh, use them all the time. And and they were, and I had to literally flash my flashlight at them, and I was like, "Look, I'm right in front of you guys. Quit shooting. You nearly hit, you hit my snow machine. There's like um a piece of uh, the the fiberglass is off." Oh. It, it, came close but shot at a few times so it was i got used to it i wasn't mad i didn't shoot back at them i was like um i'm not gonna go to jail for manslaughter i was like look stop it's it's um it happens so why do you think why why do you think that you and i were so successful um, during that time, oh no, man! Um, my and my other best friend's Puerto Rican, uh, Tito Tito Martinez. He's Puerto Rican. He's like six five, and you're Puerto Rican. You're from uh, New York, and I don't know. I got along with uh, Spanish people. My neighbors were Mexican, and and I. I don't know. I get along with everybody. Um, I played football. Uh, we had a all races on our football team. We had a Chinese person, white dudes, African Americans, um, and I think I was the only Eskimo on that team. And I was just smashing people. Um, so I got along with everyone, and you know, especially with people that speak Spanish, because I wanted to learn Spanish so bad. It was like I could understand them to a point, but then I couldn't speak it because it was backwards. 
I think I don't yeah. know. I couldn't speak it right. Like yeah. I'd say something and then be like, oh, "No, you're right. You're right. You're right. It, 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 you're actually right. Yeah. It, it, it uh, yeah. when you translate to English, it does feel backwards. You're right. Um, yes. When I speak it, it was just a little. Bit, they didn't understand. But then when I was like, "Okay, English." You could speak Spanish to me, but I can understand. But I can speak back to you. Like, um, we were hanging out, and um, this this kid named Jay, he's a uh, Dominican. He's like, take the CD out of the uh, stereo and hand it to me. And I was like, all right, grab the CD, hand it to him. Like, how do you understand that? And I was like, I understand Spanish. Like, I know what you're saying, and you've been talking all that mess this whole time, and I. Once we get alone, I'm gonna hurt you. Mm. And he's like, "Okay, remind me not to be alone with you." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, so, yeah, because I couldn't hurt hurt him in front of my um, uh, Marcelo. He's like a little brother to me. He's uh, Argentinian. Argentinian. He's uh, from Argentina. Uh, Argentine, uh, Argentina. Uh, so he's Argentine. Argentine. Yeah. So. Uh, back to uh, Selawick and you know uh, uh, I think what would you say because I feel that I was pretty successful in maintaining good relationships in the village uh, I understood right. that you had to respect the elders council city council tribal council and, you know that you know, there's three commute. Those are three groups that not that that they don't always get along. But you know, your job is to make sure you know that you treat everybody equally. Yeah. If if you had the opportunity to train a new cop, a new trooper, what uh, would you teach them? What would be the first thing, or, or or if you had to give them only three rules, just three rules, what would those three rules be? If you if you only had an opportunity to teach a guy three rules, what would it be to to do well, to do a good job in in, in Selowick? Okay. Teach them the way. Teach people the way they treat you. If they disrespect you, dis, you treat them the way you are going to be treated. Um, that you got to treat them with respect. If they disrespect you, then you get you got to earn that respect. Then <clears throat> we don't have um, places to go. So you're going to be secluded. So you got to get used to being alone. And you got to, if once you feel like you're alone, alone, um, you got to get used of it because you're going to be your, by yourself. And, and when I go to work, it's just going to be me and you, and it's going to, it's we got to at least have like some sort of communication and um then another one is um this is not the city and people have guns here and when we use them to hunt and sometimes when people get intoxicated they will shoot their gun outside their house and and they'll get in trouble with like misconduct involving weapons and just understand that people have weapons and they could use them and they were some are accurate some people are really accurate but then there's the those are the smart ones that put their guns away and 
And another thing is that that's what two. Mm-hmm. The third one would be, the third one would be just um, just enjoy it here because you're not going to get this in the city at all. This uh, some sometimes it's quiet, sometimes it's loud, but you're not going to get this from the like the city like this environment. It's not um, it's not as loud and it's not as busy. And you're you're gonna be alone, and find a way to um, bring your PlayStation or Xbox or some some um what's that outlet? What's uh, what uh, uh, would you recommend that they start becoming a part of the community? You know, show up to community events, oh, potlucks, yeah. potlucks and stuff, and yeah, show up to um. To like the event, like the Halloween events, the Thanksgiving events. You don't have to go to all of them, but just at least make your presence felt and be respectful. Um, and fear, just do not have fear. Just don't don't be afraid, because you're you're gonna get protected. You will be protected. Um, if if you're in any danger us as VPOs will take carry out that that person that whoever's danger we we'll, we know them personally and i understand 95% of homicides are from people they know but here it's different you you got that respect you can walk up to someone that has a gun and just take it away and like look you're going to get in trouble if i don't take this from you then they give it to me. Then I let them go home. They sober up. Then I'll give them back their firearm. Wow! Like um, remember the the VPO uh, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. He, we. I blacked out. Um. Some. I don't know. It was some. We were good friends, but then it it was just. I don't know. He. He got the uh, the loneliness got to him, so yeah. Like I wasn't always there. Yeah, I mean, I I felt like I failed of not always being there with him. He was what like twenty twenty four, twenty five. Yeah, young kid, man. He was a baby doing that. Yeah, so yeah. I, I felt like I failed for not being there. I told him to come here, and he would sleep here and yeah. play up. Me and I welcome in the house just like you. Yeah. They um I was um some hot wings. Those were mine. You came in. You said you were hungry. I was like, eat this, and you just tear them. You tear them up. (laughs) Yeah, no, no good. I was always fed over there, man. I remember going to people's houses and having yeah. having a, a teriyaki mousse and yeah. rice and caribou soup and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you eat healthy. And and I I had to make another uh, batch, of course, made another hot wings, and you made it look so good because you was tearing them up. I was like, oh man, you was eating them with the ranch, and I was like, oh man, it, it looks so good. You're making my water. My mom, was t- man, like, oh, that's, yeah, that's fun. You're a guest of mine. 
and you'll eat my food. I don't mind that. You're That's my brother, man. Yeah, you're, you're like an older brother. So I was like, I'm not going to let you be hungry here. No, you can't. I don't want to see it. I remember you used to stay at my house when you'd come into Kotzebue. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I miss your dogs. Oh, yeah. Your dogs were awesome. Yeah, they both passed. Uh, I've got Frenchies now, man. My my wife now, uh, she got me on these little dogs. And I would have told you, you know me, man. I don't like little dogs, but they just kind of grew on me, man. This is. I'm the same way. We got um. This dog went from three families. We're the third family. And we she adopted here really good. She sleeps on her bed. She peed on the bed once and we put her outside for um what's that? She got time out for like two days and brought her back inside. Then after that she didn't pee on the bed anymore. She uh <laughs> cried to go outside. And she'd sleep by Carolyn, and Carolyn, like, it kept Carolyn warm. She'd sleep by her. She used to sleep on, by my legs, but I'd move, and I'd accidentally kick her, and she'd think I'm mad at her, but I wasn't. Uh, she grew on me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, me, personally, I don't like I like my big dogs, but, yeah, I, I got used to it. She's growing on me now. Yeah. Like when I start licking my, it's pretty, I don't know. I didn't think I'd get to like that dog, but I really do like it. It's because one time um, we spilled coffee on the floor and she was running everywhere, running upstairs. (laughs) You could hear her. She was all caffeinated. (laughs) Yeah. so let me let yeah. me ask you something uh, 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 on topic here. Uh, so do you feel that the uh, or, or what do you feel the village needs right now to make it safer and a better place to live? Um, uh, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. Um we could we could have more VPOs, but then then it would get out of hand, and they some some people aren't meant to be VPOs. Um, they'll let oh, I like the power of telling people what to do, and it's like, nope, you're fired. That's not the way it is. You know what? It's funny yeah, that you yeah. say that. Let, let, let me show you something here, real quick. Uh, that this. These are two examples, right, Uh, of exactly that you're talking about. I'm going to play this video here real quick and tell me what you think. This is the first one. Now, let me put this in context. This is a female officer from a department in the lower 48 that was uh, was a rookie cop, and she was on TikTok. Uh, She ended up getting fired Uh, for this, but this is the video that got her fired. Here you go. PSA to everyone out there. I'm speaking for myself, but I'm probably speaking for a large majority of other officers out there. If we're driving on the freeway in our police car, get the f*** out of the way. Get the f*** out of the way. What? If you merge no. and we follow behind you and we merge too, you're probably in trouble. The best way to find that out is get the f*** out of the way. I can go 90 miles an hour. 
You can't. You can't do that. So get the f out of the way. If us officers stay behind That's you long enough, we can find a reason to pull you over. So you might as well get the f out of the way. Super yep. simple. There's the bat. That's all. You're welcome. That's definitely one of the bad apples that would um would not that would not um go here. No, let me show you. Let me show you another one here, real quick. This one, I think, is a demonstration. There's two types of officers here. I will give you the the spoiler that the rookie cop actually does the right thing here, and it's a female officer that does the right thing. Uh, the senior sergeant in this one, this is from Sunshine, uh, Florida PD. And I want you to watch this video. Okay. I have the whole video here because I, I, I don't think it would be fair not to have it all in context. You're going to see it. It's going to repeat, I think like three times total for this short uh-huh. engagement, but it shows you different angles from different cameras. Fair enough. Okay. Here we go. Fair enough. My friends, I can't do it. You'll see a different angle here that'll make more sense. We clear? Yes, sir. And I'll see you in about five minutes. Here's different angles. Liz, can you stop pulling the handcuffs on my wrist? God, you don't listen. Well, you'll see the rookie. You'll see the rookie here. Watch your head getting into the car. Ah, It'll be the miss, female. So the sergeant pulls up. There's already five officers. Looks like one, two, three. Yeah, five officers already dealing. Here comes the sergeant. Get in the car. Get in the car. Get Just in get the in the car. Sergeant grabs her by the throat because she tried to pull him away because he was he was getting heated. So she grabs him by and then he threatens her. I'll see you in five minutes. So that's uh, he ended up getting charged criminally. Uh huh. He lost his job. Um. So there you go. But uh, 
uh, her job as a rookie or as any officer there, she was the only one that did her job, is when you see another officer that uh, is losing it, you know, and, 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 and there's some valid reasons. There could be something going on with that sergeant uh, uh, where he started escalating. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, um, there's a uh, psychological thing with cops. It's called uh, contempt of cop. It's a syndrome. Uh-huh. And uh, the cop, a lot of these seasoned cops, they get so angry because they feel that their authority is being challenged that they take it personal. Right. You usually see it in pursuits and, uh, uh, you know, fail the yields and stuff like that. And that's why you usually have that second or third cop there that's supposed to be like the referee. They're not engaged. Right. They're not touching anyone. Their job is to just make sure that everybody cools down and nobody gets excessive. So she did her part. She she yeah. ran in and physically grabbed him and pulled him away, which is kind of tragic because there right. was two other male cops there that were standing right behind him that had a duty to do that. She was the one that ended up doing it. And then he ends up, his reaction is to grab her by her throat and shove her against his, uh, her vehicle. What'd you think that about was that? Definitely toxic. That was that was really bad. Um, that's that's when he overstepped the line, and you don't treat people treat people that way. It people or if you treat people like that, there there is a breaking point. People can take so much. Then, if they have another encounter like that, they are going to remember that, and they're going to fight. Then. You don't treat people like that because they're going to remember, they will rebel and fight. And like, um, take the, uh, Floyd, uh, George Floyd's incident where he was, and everyone just like, they said no police at all. And that was just really bad. Right. There's a breaking point. And, and that's why they do a consent decree, uh, to, to clean things up. Um, I'm, sometimes you have to switch. You have to change the culture, right? You have to change the culture of the of yeah. the department to to make things right. There's good cops out there. There's way more good cops than bad cops. Thank God. I think uh, there was a study uh, that shows that it's uh, less than a half a percentile of cops are bad. Thank God, right. because uh, I think we'd all be in trouble otherwise. But uh, you know, there's that saying that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And uh, we do have to check ourselves. And I noticed you said that a couple of times that uh, your concern is that uh, there's some VPOs uh, that uh, uh, they take the power a little too much sometimes. That's when I I checked. I was like, look, you can't do that. You can't treat people this way. You you see them as like um, below you. They're not. You got to fix that you got to change the way you think and that power whatever power trip you're on you need to dial it down and look if you can't do that then you're not meant to do this you can't just treat people that like they're lower than you they are still people and they do have uh, emotions and they will remember that and 
when you need help, they're not going to help you. They will remember how you treated them. And and if one time I needed help bad, like um, me and this guy was going at it for like a good 20 minutes. I had him in a headlock. He, he got me in a headlock. I got out of it. And I armbarred him, and I got, and um, three other guys came and helped me, cause I help people. I don't. Then we detained him and brought him to the station, and put him in a cell. Those three people helped me. I got them. Uh, they got paid for that. They got paid um two hundred dollars each from the city. I gave them a recommendation for them to get paid. that helped me and that was a good thing you treat people the way you want to be treated and if if you don't if you treat them like lower people that's just not gonna work you won't last long i remember that i learned as a trooper working in rural alaska in particular and working you know by myself a lot was that a person that you arrest one day might be the person feeding you or helping you the next day. And it all depends on how you treated them. I had guys that I had arrested that used to give me rides to and from the airport that would pick me up. You know, Uh I I think I only walked to the airport twice in my entire time in Selawick. I always had somebody that would give me a ride. Yeah. You were well respected and I made sure that you got, and when if you call me and you're coming in, I'm definitely going to meet you there. It's, yeah, you're to me you were like an older brother, and and I didn't have a brother, so I just looked up looked up to you, and you were my my brother to me. Then you were well worth. Kind of miss you, dude. It was it was dope having you here. Well, uh, yeah, it, my life is uh, better because I met you and because I worked right. out there. I feel like my uh, uh, it, it was definitely something that I my soul needed. Uh, and right. I am definitely a better, more educated person from working out there with you and uh, the people out there uh, that uh, they tend to make you a better a better human being because you get to see things through their eyes and it's not us versus them. Right. It's a, it's not a war anymore. It's a, uh, it's a relationship. And I, 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 I it think was more of that. It was a war in the beginning. I, I totally changed the, the foundation of how, cause people were drinking out in the open and then, and people were drinking and driving. Um, a guy lost his life. Um, he hit a piece of ice and flew 20 feet in the air. He lost his life. And, and I used him as an example. It's like, you keep driving drunk, this is what's going to happen. It's just going to get worse and worse. You think you're fine, but no. One day you're just going to hit that bump. Boom. So they take that example and stop drinking and driving and the fighting definitely dropped a 
a significantly drop. Dog fights stop fighting, or it stopped. Like um, I told him, look, you're gonna get federal time if you keep doing this. You're going to. That's animal cruelty, dude. You, I'm telling you right now, arrest you for it, but you were arrested by a state trooper for yeah. animal cruelty. And that, that's hard time. That's federal. If you're running a dog fighting ring, that that stopped. Um, the, the people that were fighting the fight club that stopped as well. And it's more peaceful place here. It's not as um, people know that we can help them now. We got help. And and anymore. I'll just decide to help someone if if, if, it's, if it's that bad. Like um, our VPOs are not afraid anymore. Um, they're not scared to work anymore. And I I felt like I did. I put a a good foundation in that. Um, one day I I went to an event and it's like. I got a standing ovation and I was like, damn, like I made a difference. I made a huge difference in people's lives. People felt safe when I was working and I changed a lot of people's life. I literally watched kids grow up into adults and they always said that they liked it when I came around and their dad was being intoxic and mad and and when I showed up to their house he calmed down and fell asleep and that little interaction changed their the way they think and see VPOs um, we're not all bad we're we're here to help and that that touched me like like wow I got a standing ovation it's like oh my goodness it's like I went back to work and it's just, I, I didn't even know what was going on. And then the next day, the two intoxicated girls went to the same spot. They were, they were having a basketball game. And I literally picked both of them up. They're like 80 pound each. Carried them out of there. They're praying for them. I was like, oh my God. So I bring them in. I they're too intoxicated to go anywhere, even go home. So I put them in. I got a female jailer with me. Then we watched them till they sobered up. And it was like a sleep off. Um, they didn't commit a crime, but they were just too drunk to um, to walk or be anywhere. Right. Title 47. I didn't want them to fall asleep. Yeah. It's like a title 47. Um, it's, it's like a... Yeah, it's, it's essentially a title 47. Yeah. In that regard, it's yeah. a sleep off. Yeah. Yeah, it, just sleep off. That's what it was. Then once they they asked why I was here, and I just explained them, you didn't do anything bad. You're just too drunk to make it home, and I didn't want you to fall asleep outside or get hurt or trip and fall because um, we have sidewalks here that are really bad. A kid um fell down, and it looked like a bullet wound but he hit a piece of pipe that's um, out here and they're everywhere. The pieces mm. of pipe are everywhere here. Yeah. And it, and I thought he got shot 
It was um, but he fell on a piece of um, metal, and it was gruesome. Clarence, they sent pictures to. Yeah, Clarence, you're you're um, uh, you're definitely a hero without a cape, man. And I want you to know that oh, yeah. uh, uh, that standing ovation you got was well earned. You know that. Um, oh yeah. That that you uh, there there's not many times that you get thanked doing this job. Right. And I want you to know that uh, uh, a lot of people do stand in awe of you. You know, you may not think it at the time, but uh, you uh, reflect what we want in society, which is someone that is willing to not just be a spectator, but be able to do something about it. And I just want you to be proud of that because I'm proud of you and uh, uh, I'm a better person for knowing you. I want you to know that. And I'm glad yeah, that you're going to counseling here. too. Oh yeah. That counseling is really helping. It helps a lot. Um, it, I've, I've been telling all my friends, um, one of my best friends here, actually my only friend, I saved his life. Um, he was going to commit suicide. Not, not once, like four times. Um, I had to go to his house and calm him down and, and till this day, he's like a, he's a, I treat him as family. He is family. So, um, I love him and I'm always hanging out with him. Um, I bought him, uh, like four or five, uh, PS4 games for Christmas. So make, let him know that he's loved and he's worth something. So, and he's something to somebody. He means something. So you got to give some people some hope and, once you do that, that makes it a lot better. And what's going to happen is he's going to do the same thing for someone else that's in that in his situation. So it's going to move pass on to other people that that will need someone someday. He'll help someone that I helped. And well, well, Clarence, it really. Uh, you're breaking up here. Uh, I want to oh, thank. Uh, well, I want to thank you. Uh, yeah, I want to thank you for spending this time with me today, uh, and oh, yeah, with no, our listeners, man. Because people need to hear this, man. I miss you too, man. Uh, we got to do this more often. Oh, um, oh yeah, that's. It, once it, um, it stops raining, it'll clear up. The internet's kind of slow. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I want you to uh, I want you to know that uh, uh, you're uh, you're always on my mind, um, and I appreciate you. And I know that uh, uh, I'm alive right now because you, you you had you not uh, been there as backup, uh, there probably probably a couple of hairy times there. And you were the one that helped get me around that village, man. So thank you so much, man. I love you, brother. I love you too, brother. You're yeah, you helped me a lot. And you're the reason you helped me, brother, big time. Um, I can't thank you enough. And I've always seen you as a big brother. And you are 
definitely a hero without a cape. You did save my life too. I mean, then it, when you did that for me, then I did that for him. So it's going to pass on to everyone else that I help and they will help others as well. Let's give them a good, give them a reason. There's, they have kids and look at them. Yeah. Yeah. Look to your kids and it will reflect. And the help that you help them, then they'll help someone else. And that it just keeps going on. And if, if you're negative, it's, it's going to show. It That's will show um, if you're a negative person. Yeah. And, and when, um, you could tell too, like um, when someone lies all the time, you, you could smell it. Uh, it's like they got a bad smell to them. It's, it's like I met a guy that just constantly lied, and goodness, his body odor was bad. I was like, you <laughs> lie a lot. <clears throat> I was like, that's called being I full of shit. <laughs> Literally. It's coming out. Out and it's just piling right there in front of you, and it's just bad. It's like tell the truth for once, please. Uh, and he's like, I am telling. You. I was like, No, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> Everything you just said to me was a lie. He's <laughs> like, yeah. you Said you cleaned this. You said you did that bed. You said you took out the trash. And I'm looking at. I'm picking up trash. You didn't vacuum. You didn't do any of this. It's like you're lying to me right now, and uh, I made fun of him, dude. I'm not just gonna believe anything you said. So just <laughs> yeah, uh, like, that, uh, just, uh, I got something for that. Be nice. It's a bunch of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crap. Well, brother, I just, uh, uh, all I did was be nice. He didn't have any friends, and so I be, I was nice to him. I was like, look, I know everything you say is going to be crap. So I just be his friend because he was definitely lonely and needed someone to talk to. We were secluded in um, Prudhoe Bay in BOC. Oh, wow. Uh, the yeah, base yeah. yeah, my wife works up there right Three now. Three weeks so, up. Yeah. yeah, you're by yourself, um, literally in... I was making five grand every three weeks. Then on my first week off, I'd get paid again. So that's another two grand. And I'd go down to New Hampshire and go to my best friend and, and my hang out with them. And, and they'd ask for like $20, $20 is a lot of money to them. And I was like, it's like, what? I got like seven grand in my bank account right now. And yeah. I gave him like $500. He's like, you don't have to give me this money. I was like, you need this money. You need to pay rent. You need food. I can't just leave you like this. Like we've been through hard times. You fed me when I was hungry. So I'm going to feed you when you're hungry. So that, yeah, I gave him um, $500. Then, then I went back and I gave him a thousand dollars for his car, so it, it was nothing. It was just money. 
money's going to always always be there but they're not they're not replaceable and so it was it was fun um i accidentally i almost hit a cop with the um one of those uh beach balls it, it came inches from her head and i'm like i was like i apologize i didn't mean i was i just threw it and it went in your direction i'm sorry and she was cool about it she's like oh no i it's okay as long as it didn't hit me. It was like, it was like I'm glad it didn't hit you because I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were around. I was like, we were literally walking on water, and and I was I was being a fool, and I was like, look, I can walk on water. It was hilarious, and we just we had fun. Um, they were most of them were Domin- two of them Dominicans and. The other three were Puerto Rican. And you know when you get sand and you rub it with your hands? And they were the, the, all the girls were freaking out because it's like, what is he going to do with the sand? Because they, they're so used to getting um, punished by uh, our friends. God. Like they do stuff to them. And they, and they thought I was going to throw sand at them. I was like, no, get over here. Look, come come here. I'm not going to throw it at you. I'm not going to put it in your hair. I'm not going to put it in your face. Rub your hands and see how smooth this is. And I, it was it was pretty awesome. I told them, I taught them how to uh, smooth their hands with sand and your feet. And this is all, cool th- th- this is I, all I, childhood. I, uh, and, and yeah. It, well, Clarence. That was 20, 20, yeah. It, brother. Thank you so much for spending time today. Uh, I appreciate uh, you. And uh, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, make sure that I follow up with you. want to see how things are going out over there. Um, it, it, uh, can't wait to win. Yeah. I miss going fast. Yeah, on the snow, yeah. Go, uh, on the snow machine. Uh, yeah. Well, all right, my brother. Yeah. Thank you. I finally got um two years ago in two in twenty twenty. So it's been running since uh twenty twenty. This this will be its uh second season and it's going hard. It it still hits up to like one oh five, one oh six. Good lord. And it's it's fun. I love it. And it's and when I finally went out hunting. I got a uh, full reindeer, and uh, it was some good meat. It just my uh, my ACOG was a little off, so I was I had to adjust. Oh, for caribou at its head for caribou. I yeah, I hit its back, so I used I used that, and I wasn't using the reticle. I was using the splash, so I got the other three right in the neck. Damn. I used my splash. Right. Yeah, and, and and you guys still have a uh uh five uh, uh uh you guys can hunt five is that correct five of five them? a day five a day yeah, five a day yeah. one one day I we remember, got 15 yeah i remember you guys came in uh uh you guys would come in with a big sled full of them and then uh, oh, uh yeah. you give some to the elders and everything else man god people, good lord yeah people that can't hunt yeah people that and and it 
sometimes they don't go hunting because it's a blizzard and i love hunting in the blizzard because they can't see you Mm. they'll run stop and lay shoot one run stop lay down shoot one and when carolyn uh, cut a piece of meat and boiled it and it was so soft when you when you get them when they're relaxed their meat is nice and soft but when you get them when they're running it's tough and real chewy oh and you got to get them under and figure out which one's the leader and then find out the leader take that one out and they will stop and wait for the leader then a new leader will come up and they will follow that leader it's it took me a while to figure that out because Earl and um, George were about like 40, 40 yards away from me. And I told them to shoot. And the first one to get up and run, that's the one I took out. And we got six more that day. Damn. Yeah, that's something um, my uncle told me. Get the leader and you'll get five or six. And that's it was some Damn. good knowledge that my uncle found yeah my military guys listening to this could could learn from this (laughs) it's good tactics good really good tactics. i I studied i studied them like um the whole summer like i would crawl like literally 200 yards shoot one then see which one gets to running that one you got to take out the first one that starts running and take that out. Then they will stop and look to see which way it's going. And then you pop two more and then you get five. And then you got the hard part is you got to carry it back to the boat. It's 200 pounds of meat. You got to put it on your back and you got to walk 200 yards. And by the fourth, by the fifth one, you're dragging it because you're so exhausted. You're so exhausted. Your mouth is dry, adrenaline's gone, and your muscles are cramping. This is 250 pounds of meat that you gotta drag, and it's exhausting. Yo, it's- you know what just made me laugh to myself? Right, that there was another story about a person crawling. And uh, what was that uh-huh. dude? I mean, we're not going to say his name, but there was a dude in the village that would crawl and sneak up on German Shepherd. Uh, he tried to sneak up on the German checker, Shepherd because he was trying to do something to it, and then the Shepherd attacked him. Yeah. <laughs> Bit him, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to. He was trying to rape. He was trying to rape the Shepherd. Yeah. And the Shepherd yeah, ripped it. And, and, and the Shepherd bit his testicles. If I recall, like he had to go Ooh, to the, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That, that, and that, that guy had um, issues and he got um, blue ticketed out of this town. He's not allowed to come here. And uh, he's. Didn't uh, he throw like a chair um, at the judge banished. one time too? He was the one who threw the chair at the, at the judge, right? Uh, Judge Ehrlich? It might be a different person. I but think I, so. Yeah, yeah Ehrlich um, hated it. Yeah. yeah when, um, when 
he passed away, um, a lot of people cheered. That Ooh. that was sad that they cheered, that died. That was they hated that guy. Who the 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 one dude who got blue ticketed? Um, no, um, a bunch of people here in Selwyn is like, oh, have you heard Ehrlich died? And they're like, yeah. It's oh like, no! Like, yeah. Someone like someone just died happy. I was like, man, you guys are mean. I was oh, like, you guys are messed up. I didn't know he passed. Oh, that's horrible. Damn. Yeah. That was cold. Yeah, I remember he used to wear. Uh, uh, he used to wear. Uh, uh, the judge uh, you know you don't know what they wear under their robes right but you know we would go there to the court after hours sometimes we'd have to talk to them and stuff and he wore this obnoxious suede blue sweatsuit from like like he looked like straight out of like some dude from vegas man you know the, those suede sweatsuits and that's what he would wear under those uh, oh. uh, 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 uh under his robes sometimes i would laugh yeah man and now i was told not to wear suede never wear suede <laughs> <laughs> yeah well man i gotta go here uh the audience i'm sure loves these stories man we gotta we gotta chop it up again next time i appreciate you brother man yeah i appreciate you as well it's always good talking to you brother all right. Well, let me uh, uh, let me close this up here, and thank you, brother man, for everything here. And guys, just remember that you can support the show. You can support uh, uh, what we do here by subscribing. You can also uh, join our Patreon, and our Patreon allows you to uh, uh, make donations to help keep uh, keep this going. Another way that you can support. Uh, is uh, by uh, buying our swag. Our swag, the link is in the description. It is also on our website, agescomicsalaska.com. That's agescomicsalaska.com. Buy some swag, represent, let people know. And uh, guys, we appreciate you. We know that you have a lot of choices and what you want to listen to, but you keep listening to this craziness and we appreciate you for that. And once again, don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. If you're wanting to watch the video version, it is on Spotify. And otherwise, this podcast is available on all your favorite uh, podcast platforms, whether it be Google Play, Apple, and many more. So thank you guys. We appreciate you and we will see you next time. You just listened to the Aegis Comics of Alaska's podcast. Don't forget, new episodes drop every week. For more info about Alaska's comic book shop, visit www.aegiscomicsalaska.com.